to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea that says the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another maniacal, magical Monday morning for Torch Report 549. The globalists are preparing to pull the plug on American critical infrastructure and don't think for a second that they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Friends, that's what we're going to get into today. But as we awaken to the fray, as we awaken to what is sure to be another week of government gaslighting and thrilling political circus, I think at once we must parse the various narratives that are competing for our attention. Now, those who are inclined to track the trajectory of the U.S. Warhawks are no doubt out this morning lamenting Russia's major victory in Ukraine. Russia, 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 as if this is somehow a massive blow to the Western world. It's everywhere. It's in every news channel. Oh, my gosh. Russia's major victory. This is a grave threat to global democracy, and of course, many Republicans are wringing their hands at the loss. The mainstream media seems intent to convince the American public that this was all entirely avoidable. I mean, Avdika, Advika, however the hell they say it, that aardvark-sounding town, it didn't have to fall. You see, if the American people would just continue to stand in solidarity and cough up endless amounts of money to fund the forever war in Eastern Europe, then... You know, the, the evil Russian tyrant wouldn't have taken over this Ukrainian city and all of that. Uh, of course, we're supposed to be funding all of this forever war while continuing to neglect defending and funding the security of our own southern border, defending our country against the invasion that's happening right now in broad daylight. But just to kind of give you a taste about kind of how this is getting spun up. I, I don't want to dwell on it, but it, it was just in my face, in your face, in everyone's face this morning. So to give you a taste of how in, in your face it is, according to Joseph Effing Biden, quote, history is watching the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. The failure to, this failure to support Ukraine at this moment will never be forgotten. The clock is ticking, and this has to happen. We have to help now, 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 period, end quote. Now, Friends, losing in war is always tragic. You know, lots of people suffering. Don't want to make light of that fact. But given the fact that the global deep state has been planning on using the Ukrainians as cannon fodder to expand NATO for at least the last 30 years, it was George Soros, George Soros, 1993, he penned the essay, The Future of NATO Toward a New World Order, as first revealed by your favorite fuzzy peasant back in Torture Port 290. Time to take off the gloves. Uh, I think because this is all theater, it is all smoke and mirrors, it's very real, but they, they, they have been planning this for a really long time. So I guess I should say the spin and the propaganda the narrative surrounding the the conflict in eastern Ukraine is not what it seems. So I think if we understand what's going on there, we can set the story aside and add it to the steamy heap of war hawk propaganda. Friends, in reality, what's happening in Ukraine is nothing more than an elaborate money laundering operation 
We've talked about it. Biden, Burisma, and all that's tip of the iceberg stuff. But it's designed to keep the MIC well fed. It's designed to keep the peasants distracted by events halfway around the world while the global cabal continues to advance on all fronts. And I think it can be difficult at times to connect the dots between what's happening in Ukraine, Eastern Europe, and then the U.S. elections and, of course, the sinister agenda of the self-defined secret cabal of great evildoers who are trying to take over the world. But I, I think it's imperative that we attempt to connect those dots and keep them connected at all times, really for two distinct purposes. First purpose is that the secret cabal of global elites, and again, I'm quoting Rockefeller, the secret cabal of global elites, they're driving humanity toward a new world order, their words, not mine, and they're using the Chinese Communist Party as a role model for the world. Again, their words, not mine. And what's playing out on the global stage right now it's been in the works for decades, so I think we'd be wise not to lose sight of the CCP connection in all of this, uh, and we're going to see it again today. But it's like, that's why I like to say, drumroll, please, the commies are taking over the world! And of course, I don't mean just the chai comms, I mean the commies embedded within our own uh, corrupt two-party system and all of that. It's the, the fascists and the communists uniting. Anyway, the second reason that we need to keep the dots connected between what's happening in the Middle East and the U.S. elections and this overarching agenda is because also central to the overarching agenda of the global commie cabal is the radical reduction of the human population, particularly of the modern middle class. And the two most effective ways for them to do this are... World War Three, a you know, if they if they can ignite a world war and get a, uh, lots of you know courageous young men to go sacrifice their lives for the greater good of global democracy, then da da, you know, we've just offed uh, millions of you know uh, peasants, obviously, but also some of the uh, the more feisty and fiery courageous peasants at that. But the, the second thing is that they need more than just war to pull off their depopulation agenda. So hence the biological warfare. And, you know, it's World War Three would not be enough to bring the human population back within the alleged planetary boundaries. Hence the biological warfare, hence the projected 77% increase in cancer rates. That was the, uh, the United Nations put that out here. We were talking about it last week. And of course, those cancer rates, 77% skyrocketing increase in cancer is directly attributed to to attributable to the forced uptake of experimental and intentionally toxic injections being forced upon billions of people. So if we understand that, friends, those, those, those two kind of important points, then we can frame things properly. We need to understand that the pandemic was only the opening act of the Great Reset. We are still in the Great Reset. They have many more iterative disruptions in store for us, like Disease X. Uh, Tedros Jebrezius, WHO, he was talking about Disease X recently. And then, of course, the new cat next catastrophic contagion. And again, all of this chaos has been methodically plotted out for at least the last several decades. And and I think when we keep that in mind, the importance of the American political circus 
kind of shrinks back down to its proper size, you know? And so when we see headlines out like this, uh, the GOP's 2024 campaign message is just falling apart. I mean, high-profile Republicans are heading for the exits. They're raising the alarm bells. Republicans, uh, several Republicans are calling it quits. So as the dysfunction continues, and Cheney, Liz Cheney, says that there's a Putin wing of the Republican Party, and, and Nikki Haley says, Nikki Haley says that the next president will be a woman. It's ever going to be me or Kamala Harris. I mean, all this crap out there, friends, we can just casually toss it out the freaking window because we must seek signal amidst the noise. This week, it appears that the deep state is going to continue propping up the sock puppet Joe Biden. They've dubbed this Biden's reset moment. So again, we thought for a second, head fake, they were going to throw him under the bus. No, 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 no. Biden's not going anywhere. This is Biden's reset moment. And of course, the, the propagandists are banking on enough useful idiots to parrot this ridiculous narrative that it, you know, it's probably going to gain some traction in the public psyche, particularly on the left, the collective hive mind. Uh, But while this is happening, simultaneously, the White House uh, press correspondents, i.e. the once free and independent press, uh, who who are, were beginning to ask pretty serious questions about what's going on here with this whole propping up the sock puppet deal. Now the White House press is being told to sit down, shut up, and only speak the state-approved narrative. Friends, this is third world banana republic stuff. There will be no more questioning matters of Biden's competence or his corruption, period. Eh. That's it. You know, no more. None. We've had enough of this crap, you know. Uh, Biden is a a well-meaning elderly man with memory problems. He's a decent man with no major scandals. And that's the facts, according to the state. So, I mean, it's such it's such an outrageous violation of the First Amendment, friends. It's really mind blowing that any journalist would be willing to sit and tolerate this kind of intellectual abuse. But it's kind of par for the course, just like Democrats being abused into believing that, you know, having Joe Biden shoved down their throat is somehow reflective of democracy. At any rate, uh, it's worth noting out, it's worth noting here that this heavy-handed treatment of the White House press correspondence comes at exactly the same time as big tech is vowing to crack down on 2024 election interference. And they're going to be partnering with the globalist regime to launch a whole of society response to secure the democratic processes all around the globe. This came out uh, over in Munich. We're going to get into this in some depth here, but under the guise of stopping so-called election deepfakes, that's all the AI and the deepfakes now. So under the guise of stopping that, we find the globalist justification for using weaponized AI to permanently warp the fabric of reality for the whole of humanity. And I want to show you how they're selling it here because most people are just kind of getting the spoon-fed dribble. They don't see through it for what it is. But per the USA Today website, they say, quote, This year will set a record for the largest number of people living in countries holding nationwide elections, including India and Mexico, raising concerns that AI will play a role at 
the ballot box. With rapid advances in technology and little oversight from the government, election experts are bracing for the malicious use of deepfakes in this year's presidential contest. During New Hampshire's primary election last month, AI-generated robocalls mimicking President Joe Biden's voice tried to discourage people from voting. Biden signed an executive order on AI in October, but AI technologies are advancing so quickly that lawmakers and regulators are having trouble keeping up. With few rules governing AI-generated content in the U.S., the European Union has taken the lead. It requires that companies identify and label deep fakes, period, end quote. The European Union is requiring that companies... The government is forcing companies to identify and label deep fakes. Now, ain't that something? I mean, oh my gosh, they're, they're using AI to trick Biden voters and to, to discourage people from voting. You know, uh, okay. You know, there's something going on here. You know, there's something more than what meets the eye, I believe. They say, under the pressure from the White House and governments around the globe... Major technology companies pledged Friday pledged Friday to crack down on artificial intelligence generated deep fakes that could undermine the integrity of major democratic elections in the US and overseas this year. Now, <clears throat> that's all coming out of that USA Today article, but what we find here is that Google, Meta, TikTok, Adobe, Amazon, Microsoft, OpenAI and formerly Twitter, and other companies are joining forces to direct the outcome of elections all around the world. Now, they promise to be open with the public about how they're censoring and fleecing the public, but we know that that's a lie. Ironically, uh, they're going to fleece us now more than ever before, but they're being given the green light from the governments all around the world to do this. And this announcement of this unholy alliance between Big Gov and Big Tech to direct the outcome of elections was actually made uh, over in Germany at the Munich Security Conference here last week over the weekend. And... As I was looking into the Munich Security Conference today, their website appears to be propping up the cackling Kamala Harris as if she's someone the world should be listening to. I was kind of shocked to see the front page of the Munich Security Conference with Kamala Harris up there pointing her finger. And it makes me wonder, makes me wonder, are they priming the, the minds of the Western leaders to accept Kamala Harris as an authoritative figure? Hmm, I don't know. But as if by some magical coincidence, the Wall Street Journal today put out a piece that says, the FBI director says China cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure are now at an unprecedented scale. So we've got the Munich Security Conference. We've got the FBI director saying, you know, China cyber attacks, unprecedented scale and all of this. Now, FBI director, this Christopher Ray, by the way, he was speaking to the globalists who were gathered over in Munich when he said that. And he was making it clear that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, could strike down the American grid at any moment. Quote, citing Volt Typhoon, the name Volt Typhoon. Let it stick. Volt Typhoon. This is the name given to the Chinese hacking network that was revealed last year to be lying dormant 
inside U.S. critical infrastructure. Ray said that Beijing-backed actors were pre-positioning malware that could be triggered at any moment to disrupt U.S. critical infrastructure, period, end quote. Pause. Hmm. Volt Typhoon, the Chinese malware, it's lying dormant inside U.S. critical infrastructure. The malware could be triggered at any moment. CISA and the FBI, they have known about this urgent threat since May of last year, May 2023. Put a link in the report today. Now, what are America's enemies waiting for is kind of the first question that comes to my mind. Like, why haven't they just pushed the button? I mean, I don't know. You know, why do they appear to be making such a fuss about this, this uh, Volt Typhoon, this embedded, lying, dormant CCP malware? Why are they making a fuss about it now in this critical election year on the world stage over in Munich? Hmm. That's broadcasting vulnerability, by the way. Uh, all of this is really coming to light at the same time and place at the same time and place as Big Tech's announcement about their open collusion with the global deep state to police political disinformation. That's a direct quote. And they're doing this to ensure they maintain their collective monopoly on elections all around the world. But I got to tell you, friends, doesn't it feel like we're being set up here? You know, beyond the fact personally that I am not convinced our own intelligence agencies aren't secretly colluding with the CCP to destroy the United States as we know it, given the fact that they've been caught red-handed stealing the last election from the American people, hello Hunter Biden's laptop and COVID disinformation, uh, this, this same group of players, the deep state and big tech, you know, they're, they're, they're coming out loud and saying they're doing this on a global scale. Friends, there's something about all of it that just kind of has a, a 9-11 feel to it to me. They knew, you know, you look back at 9-11, they knew it was coming. They did nothing to stop it. Some people think that they were in on it and even that they might have planned the whole damn thing. But doesn't that sound familiar? I mean, they've known for a year that we've got latent Chinese malware in our critical infrastructure just waiting to spring up at any given moment. So they knew it's coming. They've done nothing to stop it. And some people speculate that they might actually be in on it and planning the whole damn thing, friends. Much like how the global deep state has carefully orchestrated a steady series of color revolutions to overthrow governments all around the world. To me, the patterns abound. The patterns at play right now kind of point toward a tried and true strategy that has been successfully used before. And to me, that means that the shock and awe are coming. The shock and awe are coming. Indeed, according to legendary financial geopolitical analyst Martin Armstrong, he says that we are now in the year of political hell. Armstrong expects to see political turmoil and civilian unrest and war and and great big economic downturn in 2024. And obviously, <laughs> it doesn't take a crystal ball to see what's coming. As I've said many times before, and I'm sure that you know, friends, the writing is on the wall here. The blood's in the water. Uh, we know what's going on is intentional, and it doesn't bode well for our future. That said, I do take issue with... Uh, 
the sum of Armstrong's assessment. I agree this is a year from political hell. I mean, Bill Gates said we were going to have a hung election in the Civil War. That was over two years ago. But Armstrong's assessment was summed up as this. Everything is going wrong for the deep state, and that's what makes them so dangerous. I believe that that is wrong. It's true. People are waking up. There are revolts happening all around the world. But I think we'd be naive and foolish to think for a second that everything is going wrong for the global deep state. Yes, this group of powerful evildoers is slowly being exposed. That's a good thing. Yes. And then they are, in fact, incredibly dangerous. But no, 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 friends. The current geopolitical chaos is not a sign of things going wrong for them. Personally, I take the opposite stance. And I'd like to suggest for your, for your consideration that all the chaos is actually a sign of things moving along right according to plan. The collapse is necessary for the reconstruction of global society. And at any point in time, if the global deep state really felt for a second like they were not in control, all they'd really have to do, they just have to flip the switch, hit the button, pull the plug, do whatever. And then we would very quickly find out what real power looks like. Friends, with that in mind, I believe that the wise have already prepared accordingly. But if you haven't, it's time, friends. Resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, Please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you should, this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.